Attention, all curious minds, innovators, and trendsetters. It's time to pause, lean in, and get ready for an extraordinary journey as we dive deep into the fascinating realms of life, technology, entertainment, and business. Let's explore, learn, and grow together. Brace yourselves for the next thrilling episodes of Hit Their Talks is about to take off. Counting down from 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one and here we go hi everyone zoltan here we're back again this week and again we're speaking uh to a great uh, professional and staying in the web tree space and the blockchain uh this time we're also talking about the internet of things which has been somehow forgotten by our audience in the past past few months so i have with me alexander markin uh ceo at uh ado uh hi alexander nice to meet you hello how are you all good it's nice to have you here so before we dive into the questions uh i just want to ask you to give a short uh a brief introduction about yourself and why you got started in this space uh so my name is alexander markin and uh uh, I'm CEO of IDO, and we, I decided to go into the IoTs primarily because uh, I feel that the blockchain has made a lot of promises about br bringing real-world economy and real-world infrastructure and making it more decentralized and making it owned by people. But thus far, it hasn't done that. I mean, there are some attempts, but... Uh, Again, if we look around, uh, it's not reality yet. And I thought about it, and it, uh, in my opinion, the reason for that is that those devices are not connected. I think it's more of a, like, a specific problem rather than the general view uh, of the society on it. So, And that's a problem we are trying to solve. So we want to bring those real economy, real uh, production, uh, uh, engines uh, to the Web3, so letting you to uh, connect it to smart contracts, letting you utilize those uh, um, uh, things. All right, so definitely there's uh, space for uh, security uh, in the in that space. So that's why uh, I think the uh, and most probably in your opinion as well, the Web3 smart contracts are the safest way uh, to safeguard our data. The safest and uh, the most reliable. All right. So, so can you share with us the uh, vision behind uh, Ado and and how does it aim to transform the Internet of Things space using the Web three technologies? So, the vision behind it is basically uh, what we see is that uh, different blockchains are trying to solve different problems. Uh, but uh, uh, no blockchain will be, in our opinion, no blockchain will be like the the one, you know, there's going to be different blockchains for different solutions and for different problems. And we believe that uh, uh, having this uh, chain agnostic approach, as well as having the ability to choose your chain depending on your needs, is um, uh, a way to that Web3 future. So we want to uh, make anyone uh, able to connect their IT device uh, to the blockchain of their choice and connect them to the DApp or smart contract of their choice uh, so they can use it. So basically giving users options. All right. So so and, and how does it aim to transform this space uh, 
using the Web3 technologies? Uh, so basically, uh, the Web3 space, you mean, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, with our technology, we want uh, to let uh, users uh, not being tied to a specific hardware, so they don't have to buy a specific uh, uh, hardware from one blockchain or one uh, supplier and just being tied to their blockchain. We want them to choose the hardware, choose the blockchain, and also being able to switch them around depending on their needs. So, and this uh, universality uh, is what we believe will transform and also accelerate the Web3 space, especially the PIN, because uh, um, having this option for the user will bring more people in and bring more community in. So um, we're like, we have the universality approach in this case. All right. So uh, you jumped in our, our eyes uh, with the integration with Peak, of course. Uh, we are very fond of them. And uh, and I just want to ask you about how does uh, ADO integration with Peak enhance the capabilities of the IoT devices? And what unique benefits does it bring to the users? Absolutely. So uh, first of all, will I love Peak? Uh, they have good network. They're very Web three, which we like. And uh, uh, for from the user perspective, they they currently to connect a device to the Web three, connect it to the even to the big network. You do have to uh, have some know hows before you can do that, and uh, usually you know some specific know hows. So what we want to do is uh, we want to let you take your sensors like uh, for example you already have some uh, motion sensor or you already have some humidity sensor and we don't want you to make buy a new one but instead take what you have and connect it to this wonderful blockchain so we basically here are a bridge that allows you to connect those devices and use the data to prove things so our approach is uh, let you Take the data and do what you want with it. You are the owner of the data and you can use it to prove your behavior and you can use it in smart contracts. All right, that's good to know because we do have a lot of smart devices and yeah, like even those, uh, uh, like like you said, uh, humidity sensors or uh, web cameras and stuff like that at home. And uh, so there are growing concerns about the privacy in the smart home market. Uh, we have covered this in 2018, as I remember, uh, and now six years after that, it's it's now is the time <laughs> to act on it. So, how does ADO ensure the data remains secure and private on its net on its platform? Um, so it's pretty simple. We don't control your data. We don't have access. Okay. To it. So just you know, plain as that. And uh, again, it will also. Uh, as I mentioned, we're a bridge. So, I mean, if it's going to be a B2B solution, it may uh, have some variety. But uh, currently, we want to move to the like pure Web3 space at some right. point. So, that's the idea we have behind. So, we have no access to your data. You are the one who controls it. You are the one who decides who have access and stuff like that. All right. That's fair. So, so how many devices can you currently support? So uh, for the current uh, uh, work with Speak we're doing, we're aiming to support a little under 3,400 devices. And that's mm -hmm. from uh, uh, little over than 400 vendors. Uh, 
So uh, really, it's going to be on a protocol level. So for the user side, it's uh, really wouldn't matter like uh, what vendor they have, what company made the device, as long as it supports uh, the protocol, um, we can connect it. All right. So I'm also interested if 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 you guys. Uh... How do you contribute to the economy of things on peak and, and what are some potential use cases you foresee in the near future? So when it comes to um, uh, use cases for the technology and use cases for proof of behavior, uh, it really is limited by the user's imagination as well as the developer's imagination. So uh, basically one of the examples would be Airbnbs. Uh, yeah. So if you uh, had Airbnb before, so I assume most of our listeners did, um, you have some rules, you know, don't bring people over, don't be too loud, don't uh, knock your doors, so et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can run into the questions with your renter uh, of whether you did that or not, whether, you know, uh, whether your neighbors just complains for no reason or you actually had a party. Uh, so that's one of the examples where we can apply the proof of behavior. So you have some sensors. If, um, you know, if it reaches a certain level of noise or, you know, um, if a certain amount of people has been recorded through the sensors, then that information basically triggers the smart contract and the rent, uh, landlord has access to the basically, let's say, safe deposit money or portion of it. And again, this is just an example. So basically, it's limited by your imagination. Another one would be, of course, not just Airbnbs, but long-term rent. Um, I think, especially after this bull run, we're going to see more of the property uh, integrating some blockchain. and. Um, I think that's uh, another place where we can see this uh, being applied. And uh, also the other one which comes to my mind, it would be carbon uh, offsets and carbon credits. So when it comes to uh, incentivizing the user uh, to reduce their electricity consumption, or gas consumption, or water consumption, uh, there is uh, no um, engagement of an ordinary people currently. And we think if you can, if, uh, communities or municipalities or just a web three space as a whole can you know bring that incentive to the users show that you reduced your electricity consumption and we're going to give you some sort of reward can be symbolic like an nft or it can be more material like some token for example that's a way of change so a lot of applications really limited by what your like needs are but uh, we give you the tools all right so so could you maybe further explain the concept of proofs of behavior so uh when uh when i say proof of behavior is basically you showing that certain events happen so uh, how do you bring real life to the smart contracts how do you bring it to the blockchain you need some way to interact with uh, uh, the world outside of the digital you know space and the way to do that is through sensors. We have uh, pretty advanced sensors nowadays. You have motion, temperature, light, you name it, humidity. And you can, uh, taking them all in the account, you can show some behaviors. Again, yes, of course, you can speculate that, okay, that, uh, you know, the sensor may glitch or whatever that may never have happened, you know, but uh, 
that's uh, the same thing as with legal. You basically have some um, triggers for the contract. Let's say four out of five sensors reported that the event happened, then we will consider that the event happened. So, and that's the approach of uh, real uh, live behaviors coming to the blockchain. And that's the approach of proof of behavior. We also want to integrate zero knowledge proof. So you don't have to share your personal data. Let's say you had some people coming over um, and you didn't, let's say, exceed the amount of people you can have over, but you don't want to relieve, uh, reveal any identities or, you know, any specific time frames or anything like that. That's where the zero knowledge can be ideal uh, tool and an ideal way of uh, basically uh, delivering the information. Uh, but again, this is a little down the road. We're doing it step by step, but uh, that's definitely something you want to add. All right. So what factors should a, a DPIN uh, consider when choosing between a mission-specific and a general-purpose layer one blockchain? Um, so from uh, us, it's, of course, the stability of the chain itself. Uh, also, that's the cost of the transactions, because when it comes to DEPIN, um, yeah. and basically when it comes to IoT devices, uh, the sensor can send information every couple of seconds, you know, and um, that's a big volume. So basically, cost of trans transactions, amount of trans transactions, uh, I mean, the speed, the TPS of the chain itself, and also another uh, more abstract but uh, still considerable part is education of community. Because if you go to a random blockchain which can have many different people in it, but they may not know about DEPIN, and it's a long way to educate. So getting a blockchain that has some community around, people who already know what IoT is, have some idea about the DEPIN, it makes it way much more easier. All right. So basically, we have asked this question uh, for from multiple guests, and they all came with the same answer as you did. So <laughs> and, and I think there were at least eight uh, guests in the past season uh, who we asked this similar question. So uh, another thing that I'm interested in, in is what step is ADO taking to ensure a seamless and uh, user-friendly experience? Uh, I'm talking especially for those who may be new to the uh, IoT or blockchain technology space. So um, in the end of the day, we want to experience, we want experience to be as easy as possible for the, uh, for the new users as well as an experienced one. It will be a constant improvement uh, process, so it's not going to be done in a day, but uh, we do have uh, um, people who will do the detailed uh, UX, uh, UX for the people uh, for the users, so it's easy for them to uh, navigate and very intuitive. We're also going to have a step-by-step -step intro for the new users, and we want to include the people who are not familiar with Web3 yet. So we, so, so we can direct them to educational resources and give them some, you know, um, some idea about this space. And finally, again, it's a detailed documentation. All right. So when have you guys launched? What is that again? When did you launch? So uh, the we started a company uh, roughly half a year ago, but we have been working on a project uh, for more 
than a year. And uh, it's people from diverse backgrounds, uh, both technical, me personally, I come from financial background. So uh, we have been working on the idea for more than a year, but the company itself is uh, half a year old. And again, uh, as I mentioned, we're looking at the at becoming of pure web three company down the roads, but, uh, so far, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of work and it's showing. So that's why I, I ask you, because it seems that you guys did a lot of work in, in, in such a short um, period. People we have on board are very experienced. So, um, our IoT, uh, professional has, uh, more than 20 years of experience with IoT devices. So he knows his stuff. <laughs> All right. So, so this leads me to my next question about the future developments or upcoming features that you guys may have for the users. So, uh, what can the users expect from your company in the next couple of years? So. Uh, I think there will be a lot of uh, good surprises, um, but uh, <laughs> primarily, uh, as I mentioned, we want to integrate ZK. Uh, that would be uh, on the roadmap, and that's what I want to do in the nearest future. Uh, we also, like in general as a vision, we want to become a universal bridge. So we want to uh, bring that option to the users of choosing blockchains, choosing their hardware, not being tied to anything. Uh, we also want to make it easier for the users who are not familiar with, uh, let's say, um, small computers, raspberries and stuff like that. So people who just want to do some business applications but don't want to dig into that stuff, uh, we want to bring them also ready-made solution, more like a hardware. But again, this is... Um, this is more on on the roadmap, so no hard promises yet, but uh, we are uh, we're considering that. All right, so yeah, I think that the, when people think about IoT, Internet of Things, are always thinking about that. Say you have a, a Alexa or some computer or AI assistant. Uh, where you can just say to do things around the house or download something for you. But I'm experiencing in the past days that I'm using Android Auto. And uh, when I'm driving, I, I maybe say, have some idea that I, I want to just search for. And uh, I always say, hey, Google, and I said, tell him the question. But every time in the past, maybe six months, that they did not understand correctly or stuff like that. So I started using chat GPT mm. uh, with the voice uh, for the application and, and it does wonders. Uh, so my question is about the challenges uh, because uh, I know that we are facing many challenges when it comes to technology nowadays. And uh, what are some of the biggest challenges and opportunities you see in integrating IoT uh, with blockchain technology? And how are you guys addressing these? Um, so when it comes to challenges, I would say data ownership, um, is um, a big one. Uh, so when it comes to, like you mentioned, you just mentioned the chat GPT and Google, and basically most of the big well-known companies you mentioned, uh, will have your data. You will have no control over data, very limited one. And, uh, um, that's where we want to make an impact. So we want to bring the user ownership of the data, uh, but also a way to monitor. All right. So um, because for a lot of people, if the data is depersonalized, 
uh, or just non-personal in the beginning, uh, it really doesn't like make any uh, any worries for them. You know, they're willing to share it, uh, but as long as they know what exactly they share and uh, who exactly takes it, and uh, you know, they want to know that only that data is shared. So, and when it comes to big companies, you're just relying and trusting them. So we want to change that approach. We want to bring people ability to choose what they do with the data and also uh, uh, choose ways of monetizing their data. Uh, they don't have to do it with all of their data, but just with some portion, or if they want to, they just want, can keep it, uh, keep it and that's it, you know. So I would say data ownership um, is a big one and that's uh, the way we address it. We bring the ownership of the data to the user. Uh, the other one is uh, immutability of data. So uh, if you look at the past, I would say, decade, uh, every year you'll see a lot of uh, headlines saying this company has been hacked, that company has been hacked, uh, here and there. And uh, um, when it comes to smart contracts, you want to make sure that uh, you don't... Uh, you know, you don't lose money just because of some error or because somebody went into the database and changed a couple of numbers. So that's where we apply blockchain. We hash the data uh, with the blockchain. So uh, we know that the data hasn't been changed. And uh, uh, finally, again, the uh, how do you prove certain things without revealing too much of details? And that's where the zero knowledge comes in. And uh, that's, again, a major thing on our road. All right. Thank you so much, Alexander, for your time. And uh, if you have any parting words, just let me know. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you. And thank you for our viewers and listeners for joining us. We know that you are there. We saw that you are engaging in our posts on, on social media and on the platform. So if you want to be the next guest here, Send us an email to podcast at hipter.com and, and we'll pick it up from there. All right, Alec Alexander, wishing you strength ahead for this full year and uh, hopefully meet you somewhere in person. Thank you so much. And also all to right. all the listeners, please subscribe to our Twitter and uh, our Telegram channel. We would love to keep you updated and uh, engage in conversations. All right. Thank you, Thank you so much. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for this section of Hit Their Talks. Thank you for being a part of our journey today. Don't forget to tune in next week for more insights and discussions. Stay connected with us on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and more. Until then, keep exploring and keep growing. We'll see you next time.